0: Foil Project is back. Um, today we have an amazing guest with us. Um, he's a world-renowned foiler known with his partnerships with Axis and Sonova. Been all over Instagram recently, and has just started his own foil brand, which has been running for a couple of years now. LF Supply. Today we have Larry Foiler. Welcome to the potty.
1: Thanks for having us, boys.
2: Well, you did your homework there, matey. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <it's laughs> Bit good. of a last minute intro, but. Go
1: deep. Nice.
2: Got the work done. We were actually just talking about this before the podcast and we were wondering if the reason you got into the sport is because you had such a good last name of Foiler. <laughs> 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 That's probably, damn, you got me good on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I've not ever had anyone ask me about my surname before. It's always been <laughs> to my first name. Yeah. 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 But, um, There's a story behind all of it.
2: How did you get the name Larry Foiler? Yeah, it's not birth name. That's birth name is uh, Shannon, actually. Yeah. So
1: it's it's pretty funny because um, foiling now for what four and a half years. Um, man, where does this story start? So, <laughs> geez, it starts back when I when I started foiling. Like I realized I want to learn this um, new cool sport and mm. and document it as well because obviously, well, you may not know my history. I'm actually a photographer. That's my job and. Um, i've done a lot of stuff in the past working for other brands and other people you know like i felt i was always like promoting other people um also my job real in the w- real world is um i'm a wedding photographer yeah so every week my wife and i photograph weddings and and document other people's lives which is awesome um job that we totally love but when i started foiling i'm like i want to i want to document this this is going to be fun I'll, I'll make my own social media account and at that point you know how to um a a social account for work and a a social media account for the family i'm like all right well i'll I'll make one for foiling and um i just didn't want to use my real name (laughs) because i couldn't foil then (laughs) yeah (laughs) didn't want people knowing what i was doing (laughs) Uh, so i um you know uh, this is going back five years or so ago when i decided i want to do this and um i've got got a few mates that i you know used to surf with every day down south you know and that's all we do during the week like we'd, we'd go surfing and then um once i got bitten by the foil bug i was you know as you guys would know you get hooked and it's all you want to do and i put the surfboard away for a bit and started just you know trying to learn to foil and um yeah you know like it was i think the name came about with my mate um was like mate let's let's go for a surf this week or you know i haven't seen you, haven't been surfing lately what's going on <laughs> i was like you yeah, know i've been like on this foil thing you know been yeah <laughs> getting the hang of it man it's good and he's like oh you don't even surf anymore you're just like the larry foiler now aren't you <laughs> it's just like that nickname he goes you're just a larry now and i was like so when it came to making a social media account for my foil journey i thought well that'll do was the first thing that came into my head larry foiler that was it done i just you know i'll change that later yeah <laughs> like that, that'll do just to start with for my first post and no, that's um, perfect here we are what four five years later or something like that and um yeah it's going strong and I think now in, in the foil world, most people think Larry is my real name. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> I, I'll answer to anything. Like, I, I always have that weird combo. Like, what do we call you? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, if I'm being naughty, it's Shannon. If, um, if you see me in the water, it's always Larry.
3: Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, backtracking a little bit, but you said, like, where, did, where were you first introduced like, into foiling? Like, where did you see it first? Did you see someone doing it? Or yeah, you... I
1: think it was um, a Kyle Lenny video. Yeah, Man. um so Yeah, it's from, always Kai. <laughs> <That> Kai <laughs> makes everything look yeah. sick, dude. It was Kai Lenny and I think it might have even been Ryan Hurley, like a California video. And oh, um, yeah. I remember it was Kai on like a I think a blue and yellow Nash board, just endless I think he pumped seven or eleven waves consecutively in like these little waves and I was like, Yeah, I wanna do that. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that that was it. Yeah,
2: I mean the coolest thing about hydrofoiling is you just don't go where the crowds are. You know, like you don't need to. The best waves for foiling are the ones that none of those surfers can ride so we go down here and it's the perfect full wave there's no reason why you need to do it in a crowd
1: you know and, and back then um, where I, in WA there, I didn't know anyone that foiled at that point and it, it wasn't I don't even really think any shops were selling gear back then no. um, so it was hard to get hold of gear or hold of information so I had to um, just bite the bullet and, and you know with some from some friends that I would surf with we sort of talked about it for a few months like let's do that foil thing let's do it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the end, I get super impatient. I'm like, can't wait anymore. I'm just going to do it. So I just jumped online and just bought whatever I could. And it was just like a Nash setup. Um, I ordered it online and then, you know, trying to save money. I Instead of buying a board, I, I used one of my old surfboards and I used the adhesive foil mount yeah. to start oh, with. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I learned. I grabbed one of my old surfboards and stuck a foil mount on the bottom and bolted on a Nash setup and just went and learned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you know that was it. I got we've got a little boat. I used to get my wife to drive me around, like in the ocean, and tow me around and learn to learn to foil. And I did that for an hour or so. And then it's just like throw yourself in the deep end and go straight in the ocean with like no one to help. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's a cool. Cool start. How's the gear back then compared to what you're riding now? Um, do you know that like that board that I started on was like. At the time, it was one of my favourite surfboards. It was like a firewire baked potato, like a fat board with heaps of volume. It kind of made the perfect foil board. Yeah. Um, And then sticking on that foil mount like it it worked good. The Nash foil was kind of cool. I think back then it only came in two sizes, a medium and a large. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think you really got much info on which... What was what? In terms of specs, it was just (laughs) you get the big one or the small one, so I I got the medium. And, um, yeah, it worked. It it held up for for ages for me to learn on. And, um, you know, I think my end goal was I always wanted to pump back out, Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and it was kind of restrictive in that aspect. Like, I could ride waves and get to the end of the wave, but I didn't have enough grunt to pump back out. Um, also, didn't have enough money then to go out and buy the bigger front wing. So <laughs> I, was like, I stuck on that small wing for ages. Um, and then I got really desperate to, to get the pump thing happening, and um, there's a pretty cool guy in Texas by the name of Eric Christensen, and yep. he used to make Nash wings in his back shed. Um, out of carbon and he, he made this thing that we nicknamed the Dreamliner and it was the hugest wing with like you know the front leading edge of it was like an inch and a half thick or something It's just this <laughs> big beast that he just would he whipped up for himself and he, and he posted it online and I'm like man send me one of them to <laughs> yeah. West Oz and he was like really and I was like yeah like tell me however much it is just make me one of them and he was like alright and he made it and I think he, you know might have cost like 300 bucks US to Ship it over or something. It was pretty yeah. crazy at the time, but it fitted the Nash setup, um, and it was bigger than anything Nash made. It was it was gigantic. So I, I'm this small dude, and I just had this massive. Like it was probably the first of the ever massive wings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I got that, and it was super slow, super lifty, but it enabled me to start to pump. And this was just a homemade thing, a dude made. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's And awesome. um, I I sold that off to a mate down south, and I think it's still getting around. Like <laughs> I want to try and get it back and put it on the wall. Yeah. A yeah, piece of too. foil history. It is it, foil oh. history. Hey, yeah. So um that was my first introduction to the big wing that that got me pumping yeah and then um yeah the rest is history from that <laughs> point and on the gear started getting better
3: so did you um uh like when did you start like transitioning to like other brands and then transitioning yep. obviously to axis yep. and Sonoma Boards?
1: that's probably a perfectly timed question because yeah. that was right at that point when i was started riding that big wing um then at that point i did a um a, a, a annual family trip up to xmouth yeah and um mm-hmm. I a old mate from the kite surfing days jason lewis was up there at that point and he had um he was selling axis at that point um but he didn't foil back then um and he he was like shannon i got this um foil setup i want you to have a go of that i'm selling like because i don't know much about it but i you're the only person i know that foils. so can you try it out and tell me if it's any good and i was like all yeah, right so we um we're up at mouth, and i had a go on this axis setup and I got up there oh, well I got up there I so, said hey Jace, where's that where's that foil setup you're talking about and he goes oh don't know if it's going to be any good for you it's like a it's a massive wing so it was the old Axis 920 yeah. um, original <laughs> surf series wing yeah. he goes I think it's a sup wing he goes you know it'd be too big maybe maybe don't even worry about it and mm-hmm. I was like no no just let me have a crack so I paddled out on this big 920 wing and um, that was the first time I ever linked a wave so yes. <laughs> and, you know how good that feels Yeah. And, um, and I think I the first wave I got i pumped all the way back out straight into a second wave and i might have even gone for a third and i remember going straight to the beach because jace would park up at the beach in his big um bus yeah, he'd yeah. have all his gear and he just set up post up at the beach all day and he'd just sit there. And i remember beelining it straight for the shore going <laughs> to my car getting my credit card and going to jace's bus and I'm like, here you go <laughs> give me like give me that and give me the next size down or whatever there is just give me them and yeah. he saying, he's like oh, alright no worries like, he, I'm like dude this is like that's all I've ever wanted to do and um, you made it happen so he was like yeah cool so he's like oh, I'll order it all and, and that's how it started so Jason um, got me my first I think it was the 920 setup and then it came um, also with the, the 70, 750 wing back yeah. then as well yeah. and um that was it. And he goes, "Oh, I might introduce you to Adrian from Axis, and um, you know, because you you do good photos and stuff, and he might want someone over this side of the world, and that's that's how that partnership began. So yeah, back then it might have been in 2018 or 2019. um Jason Lewis introduced me to Adrian, um, yeah. who Axis owner and head designer, and um, yeah, he was like, yeah 'Yeah, it'll be cool. I like what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you know, send us some more stuff, and we'll see what happens.' So I was like, you know, I was fully excited to be like you know making fun little foil photos and videos and i was just sending them off and that's how it started so i bought my first setup yeah and then i've been pretty loyal since then and and you know they've looked after me good since then
0: awesome yeah Yeah. i guess um how did that sort of transition into the Sonova side of things and um link ups with them and um
1: yeah so i've like i mean i felt pretty grateful that jace made that link and that introduction to me and adrian and and i i'm lucky because this was in the really early days of foiling in wa yeah. so like there, there weren't many I, I knew nathan foiled um yeah. our, our good mate nathan foil perth he um he was i think he was the only other foiler i knew of back then um and I but i never met him personally so i used to send him a message and ask him tips because i think he was maybe four months ahead of me in, in the whole foil thing yeah, yeah um yeah so i got the introdu- introduction to adrian at access and i I knew that at that point um i was valuable to them because i could make cool images um of foiling it wasn't because i was awesome at it or anything it was just the fact that i could do it and make it look fun and um i got a message from a guy named marcus tardrew if you guys have heard of him yeah (laughs) Um, og foil lord from from over this side he he messaged me and he said um uh, also, there's a, a little bit to the story before that, actually. Um, if I backpedal, yep. um, Axis were hooking me up with the with the wings at that point, which was nice. Um, went, they started to bring out some new ones, and they flicked me a few of the new wings, which is the big 102. Yep. Um, and then they brought out, um, I, I think there was an 82 in the middle there as well. Um, so that was nice. I was starting to build an Ax- Axis collection, and um, I was starting to think I need to get off this surfboard foil mount set up I need a good board yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah there weren't really anyone in. wasn't anyone in Australia making boards the The Amundsen <coughs> boards were in Hawaii and mm. they were real popular Nate had those at that point point. Um, and Amos was making boards on the east coast and he was the only um, I think he was the only Australian board shaper making boards at that point um, that I came across and I was like I, I went through Amos's feed and it, it's, it was transitioning from him making surfboards and then he started like posting more and more foil boards and I started looking at all these foil boards and I was saving them on my Instagram so I'm like, Man, those things like look so good. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So yeah. I actually went through a period where I had a couple of customs from Amos. Um, yep. Really yeah. good mm-hmm. boards and I've still got them actually. Um, ended up three or four altogether and I've, I know there's three. My girls have them in their bedroom. Yeah. So <laughs> cool designs and stuff. So yep. I've, I've got those Amos boards at home and um yeah i was riding those for a while and then yeah marcus hit me up and he said oh have you got like any what, do you, what what's you your go with foil boards and i'm like what do you mean I'll, yeah i've got some cool ones he goes "No, nah, well he's like would you ride a, would you ride the sun overs and i was like are you kidding me those things look insane like i, <laughs> yes. I had to have a quick look and i was like damn yeah <laughs> and, and it was marcus that made that um connection with sun over for me and i didn't know at the time that he was designing boards for them when you worked in the shop and he said look we can we'd love to do something with the shop and with sun over and have you riding the gear and um you know just doing what you, i'm like man I'm, I'm not that good though and he's like that's cool just do what you do like we like what you do you make it look fun and yeah. i was like cool uh, i'm pretty cool at that so yeah marcus was like let's let's get you a couple of boards what do you want and i was like man really i don't know like, <laughs> what do you reckon and um i've always put my faith in marcus when it comes yeah. to boards yeah. so he was like let's get you a couple of prone boards so yeah got a nice couple of custom prone boards and that was again maybe going back four years ago Mm. he made that connection and um so i'm very grateful to marcus he's like since then become a really good mate of mine yeah Um, Yeah. Yeah. and he yeah son over um make incredible boards and i've been really fortunate to be riding them ever since yeah (laughs) how
0: would you say your um relationship with a stand-up surf shop sort of progressed from then on because i know you have um, a lot of Larry Foiler bags in the shop, and yep. a couple of custom boards have come through there.
1: Yep, been sold. So I um, that whole uh, partnership with Marcus and Sunover, um, also gelled in with the shop. So yeah. obviously, um, stand up surf shop it was at the time, or now the foil shop. They have um, all the yeah, tons of Sunover gear. So that was basically the link and also they were an access dealer too. Mm. So um, I was pretty aware that if I was going to represent a a brand, you need to be able to send customers somewhere to get that equipment. Um, So it it made so much sense. Like I live, you know, Margaret River, so I I don't have any, you know, not much foil shop action down that way. (laughs) So (laughs) this shop in Frio is like the closest anyway. So I would be just, people like, where can I get that gear from? I'm like, yeah, foil shop, foil shop. So I could show people my setup You know, when I was riding down south, you know, the car park chat and then they would just they would go I'd just like go to the shop, speak to Marcus, tell him you spoke to Larry and you need this, this and this and people would just go to the shop they'd get the sun overboard. they'd get the Axis set up and they'd be set, you know and yeah. um, since then the shop's been really good at, at looking after me like a lot of my sun overs or Axis gear would get sent directly to the shop and they'll ring me up or they'll post it down and um, mm-hmm. yeah, they've just they they've been really supportive and when I started my own little brand um, the shop was really good on getting on board and getting behind me and um, helping get the products in the store and things like that so um, yeah, the shop's been unreal yeah
3: what um what pushed you to to start your own brand like the
1: yeah so i I guess um backpedaling before my photography days um i've got a background in graphic design as well so Mm -hmm. i was always a um self-employed graphic designer i would work for a lot of other companies i used to do a lot of work um for like Surfing WA with their events. So I, I was always in the in the surf industry a little bit. Um, I've worked with wetsuit companies and things like that, des- helping to design wetsuits and doing all their marketing. So I've had a bit of background in like clothing brands and stuff too. Um, but as, you know, always doing stuff for other people. And mm. I, th- I thought like this is a cool opportunity to maybe do something for myself. And we had a family trip booked um, back in, it was supposed to be in 2019, to the united states where we were going to go for seven weeks um have a motor home drive around america yeah. go to hawaii do the full thing take the kids yeah. um and i'm like if i'm doing that i'm going to take my foil gear and i want to go and like visit every foiler that i've met online and go ride all their spots and yeah. like if we're going to go on foiling and then i started to think well, how am i going to get all my gear you know to america and i started dreaming up like what would be the coolest way to tra- travel with or you know the foil gear pulls apart, how good would it be to have a bag where there's pockets for everything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's really how it started. I started sketching up some ideas of what would be the ultimate bag and I thought I'm going to take this just to like a canvas maker or something and I'm just going to get one made for me. I don't care if it costs me a thousand bucks. I'm just going to get a bag made so I can take my stuff overseas and know that Mm. when I get there it's going to arrive in pretty good state. And um, so, yeah, I started designing up what I thought would be a cool bag and um, it started to look really good and... Um yeah I just went to a few Australian manufacturers to get it made and then it um you know once friends and that started to see that design they're like oh I'd I'd, I'd go one of them like, Yeah, oh, I'd not mind that <laughs> yeah. yeah so it sort of snowballed into like um well maybe I can look at at, a, at getting more made mm. and then the world went weird and we couldn't do the America trip because mm. everything shut down and we were no longer able to travel so um it was at that point where I was like Whoa, I don't really need this bag now and I think my wife was like why don't you just know get some made up and just sell a couple or whatever. So yeah. yeah, I just decided to go into production and and get a small run of the travel bag done mm. and it was really well received. It it I did, I was sort of kept it really conservative and in quite small numbers and it kind of like sold out real quick and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It really started from that. That's how the the idea to make a, a bag, and it was literally all based around one bag, which was mm-hmm. the travel bag, which we've got here today. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, is that that one just behind you there? It's the one behind me here. Yeah, four ten. <laughs> so, yeah. um, we call it the ultimate foil travel bag, um, and it it's four ten. It's you know I can get two or three prone boards in it. You can get a small wing board in it. No worries. Um, I obviously being an Axis rider it was really well suited to the access equipment where you could pull Mm. everything apart um there's you know pockets for masks and fuses and rear wings and front wings you can fit your whole you could fit probably two full setups a board or two boards even and then you put all your luggage and wetsuits and everything into it's like all in one bag (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. so in that respect it worked out real good Uh um so when when that um america trip was cancelled we decided to postpone it a year and instead we do a trip driving around australia so rather yeah. than spend a lot of money traveling america we ended up buying a caravan and driving around oz and um the bag was you know super helpful for that because all the gear one bag um yeah. so yeah it's good it's um that's where it came from
3: awesome yeah. sick when um when you were designing like your bags and everything like that were you looking at um what had been made already like previous boards like um of, you notice like the like where the zip down the bottom which comes all the way around so you can put your foil like keep it on yep we're you looking at like i know long board board bags have the same thing for like the long film you put on the roof um
1: not really to be honest i just um i, I was just trying to think of something that was functional um and yeah. being a photographer <laughs> i've got this massive obsession with camera bags as well so i've got like wardrobes <laughs> at home with all these camera bags a lot of them i don't use anymore but every now and then i'll pull one back out you know i just always love the storage options and compartments and Mm. um i just i love i love bags and luggage and functional equipment so i wanted to make the travel bag something that actually worked and wasn't just like a big old ugly board bag Mm. so for me a couple of the not negotiables were to make it out of recycled materials um Mm. that was huge for me and heavy duty as well like i wanted it tough strong thickest padding i could get in a bag like i wanted i want it to be proper like massive chunky zips um i, I figure there's enough brands out there making um you know big big board bags like for cheap and yeah i, th- I thought let's just do a good one and um if it's good people will be happy to hand over their hard-earned dollars so yeah it's, um <laughs> yeah it, it came out really good and um yeah the I guess now it's evolved from that that travel bag now, which is just a nice thing for chucking all your stuff in. Now I've got like the day bags, which you say they've got the split zip. Now you keep your mm. foils attached. I got mm. sort of get annoyed when you go down the beach and you see your mates rock up and their boards just like flapping around in the back of their car and it's all scratched and <laughs> dinged. I'm like, man, you just lost like three hundred bucks resale value on that. And yeah. You should buy like a two hundred dollar <laughs> bag and then like you know look after it. Yeah. So mm. that's where it came from. I was like, hey, got board bags, boys. Like let's look after these things. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. So was it was it hard to like crack the market like yeah. like with every all the other brands like um obviously the big ones like FCS and everything like that obviously there wasn't that many foil board bag brands i guess so
1: yeah okay. i was never never been in it to try and like go up against the those big brands um mm. they just do such massive volume um for me that was just out of the question i yeah. I've got a real job and I've got a family to support and yeah. this was just a pure side project for me so I said look I'm just going to invest this amount of money I'm going to do it all myself just to get it off the ground and if it self sustains like if it just pays for itself so that I can do another order or I can do some new products and it pays for itself without me putting myself into any financial debt yeah. um, that's cool so I, that was all my always my objective was to not get into big debt over this because it was just a side hobby yeah. and um so that's kind of how it's been. That's why it's been online only. It's been really hard um, with a big, bulky product. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I live in like one of the most remote places in the world. Yeah. Shipping that out. And um, the global logistics of wholesaling a bag like is actually really hard. So when you speak to shops and that, it's really hard um, for them to commit to wholesale numbers because they take up so much space in the shop. Yeah. and There's not a huge amount of margin on them. And it's not like a primary product in the foil. You know, People want foils and boards. Yeah. yeah, bags is like the third or fourth thing on their list and most people don't bother so I always thought let's just keep it simple online only so I you know spare room in my house was full of cartons I'm yeah. not worried about trying to go against the big boys I just wanted to make a cool product that foilers would love mm-hmm. and just just do that like it's a little bit of like I'm just going to make a cool thing that people would like and that's kind of all it is it's just designed to stay small Yeah. Um, which is cool and you know it blew me away when I launched it I built the website myself I did all of that like on my own and to have enough products that you, you're you ready to sell them and then, like, it's pretty nerve-wracking when you, like, press go on your website. Like, yeah. Oh, is anyone even going to buy this? And then, like, yeah. to see the orders come in on, like, the first few days was really cool. And I'm like, what? There's, like, a dude in Alaska buying a freaking board bag? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then these guys so. in Canada and stuff sending me photos of the travel bag, like, covered in snow, like, with their... And they're going winging in, like, a frozen lake or something. And I'm like, they've got my bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah that I'm was like, awesome. That. that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's all I care about. I don't want to sell a million. Yeah. I just yeah. want to have something where the yeah, the, the foil crew are just like, hey, that's made for us. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome.
2: yeah. How did that <laughs> extend it. to, like, the hats and uh, oh, just, other accessories? I just love just... merch and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um,
1: yeah, you, that's just always been me. I've always loved designing, um, like, logos and, and products, like caps and stuff for, yeah. like, um, other brands. I've d- done a lot of that, and I'm like, cool, I have my own hats. Like, you know, people might grab a board bag and chuck a hat in, and I just love it for the promo. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know put together a little team and grab a few select riders around the place and hook them up with, with a bit of like product like hats and stuff too, just to, I don't know. It's just always been that fun little, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like a, you don't do it to make money, but uh, it's just a fun, like all the hats I get made, like I pretty much give most of them away. Yeah. But it's, um, it's just cool to have them, I reckon.
2: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to say, I think I met you at some point while you were doing your trip around Australia up in Exmouth. Was that,
1: yeah. That was a different trip, but yeah. That was a different trip. (laughs) Yeah,
2: we met, uh, yeah, that was at um, uh, Sandy Bay. Yeah,
1: Sandy Bay. And that might have even been, yeah, I think that was like the year before we went away. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, I think I gave you a board bag.
2: Yeah, that was amazing. (laughs) Thanks so much. I was just going to say, since then that board bag has like been through it all. It's been amazing. That's good. Because I've got
1: the prone board bag I've, I think it might Got be up behind. somewhere. Oh, yeah, Copy there it is.
2: Yeah, um, That's
1: OG. Like, that's yeah. from the first ever delivery I had, and that one's been around Australia. It's been overseas. Yeah. That's been everywhere, that bag, and that's holding up. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And I think that's the same as one I gave you, actually. Yeah, it's tough as now. Yeah, they're so. good bags. Um, yeah. And that's what it was all about. Like, y- y- you see people with, like, surfboard bags, and mm. there's, like, a four-foot foil, bo- foil board in it, and they, like, fold the bag in half. Mm, and stuff, yeah. and like, oh, we need our own bags. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Now we have. Yeah. Nah, Hugh carries that thing around everywhere. <laughs> he <can laughs> manages to fit everything <laughs> in it. And he
0: whips yeah. out like, because he's on lift foils, he whips out his 120 and then like also his 170 and then somehow he fits a 90 in there. And I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy like what people are, are fitting in them. Yeah. Like, I just um, did the recent trip to Thailand with my family and I mm. took this um, the 410 travel bag that's behind me. But mm. now because people want more, that's also available in a 5.4 in a model with wheels. So yeah. the international oh, yeah. travels can. <laughs> Put their bigger wing boards in and a few more things, and they really load it up, and then they can wheel it around an airport. Mm. I don't actually have one of those, but um, <laughs> I've got the four ten. I took that to Thailand, and I took the downwind board bag that I've got here in the background, which is I think mm. that's a seven one. I had yep. to take that over empty because I was picking up a brand new board. Um, <laughs> awesome, is that <laughs> that, one that one over? there? That's that one over there. that's my new baby. Um, so yeah, two bags traveling actually, and I've got another one which is a um a quiver bag now. Yeah, so okay. it's a, a new one which is basically designed for taking everything except your board. So you can put all your wings, um, fuses, oh, yeah. luggage. So I actually took three bags in the end. It was the, the travel bag, the quiver bag, and then the downwind bag. And they're all full. So yeah. Three, yeah. Three giant green bags yeah. um, through the airport. And they, they all held up good, and, and it's incredible what you can fit in. Mm. You know, because I've got two kids, and they want to take everything too. So I'm like, oh, chuck it in the travel bag, yeah. put <laughs> it in the quiver bag, put it in the downwind bag. So, um, yeah, that's good. I think I went over there, I took one board over, and came back with three. Yeah. Um. And yeah, made it easy.
3: Awesome. Now, is there a reason behind like the colors and everything? Yeah,
2: we're actually
1: gonna. <laughs> yeah, I think somehow olive green has become my color. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I just love the earthy colors. Um. I don't yeah. really like. There's a lot of um. You know, fluoro and stuff out there or bright colors. I just wanted something that was a little bit. You know, not stand out. I love the earth tones and things mm. like that. Um. So for me, it was always going to be that. Um. In fact, our latest run of um, bags now, we've just gone olive green on absolutely everything. So we're not not running any other colours anymore. I love the tan colour. That was a favourite. Maybe that'll come back at some point. But we we mucked around with um, like navy and black and a couple of other colours and even grey. But um, the olive green seems to be really popular. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, hey, that's that's my colour. Let's just keep it simple now. Yeah, earth tones, olive green, and um, it's sort of starting to pop up
2: everywhere and become a thing. (laughs) Well, I think for like definitely for WA and regional WA, that's like a yeah. I mean, seems like a pretty good color to choose. It does, <laughs> man. When you when you pull up at like Nalu or X
1: Mouth or something, You yeah. throw these board bags out in the red dirt, like they, they look at home. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like um. And even when we travelled Australia, I, I thought, oh, you know, on some of our down days, we'd be in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, I, I probably should get some content for my LF product, so I'll, yeah. I'll be in the middle of the desert and. Somewhere like Northern Territory or something, and I just pull the board bag out and put it in nature, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. It's, there's
3: some, some shots." Yeah, you know, like it
1: works. So that's
3: yeah, good. so you, you've traveled around Australia, and it sounds like you have pretty traveled around the world <laughs> as well.
1: A little bit, yeah. yeah. I've I've done a bit. Um, I mean, the Thailand trip recently was the first over, overseas trip for my kids. Yeah, um, yeah, who are 12 and 14 now, so that was really cool for them to go overseas. Um, in in my past life, I used to make kiteboarding films. So a lot of people don't know that. And it's interesting how many um, kiters have transitioned over to foiling and wing yeah. foiling specifically. Yeah. So a lot of people that I knew 15, 20 years ago um, from kiteboarding, I'm um, now seeing again as foilers, which is really cool. There's a yeah. whole bunch of them, especially in mm-hmm. Perth here. Um, so back back in those days of making kiteboarding films, I did a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, got to go to some really cool places around the. Around the world, yeah. Who yeah. did you work with for kiteboarding? With some comp- major companies. Um, yeah, I used with? to work with Slingshot. Okay, cool. um, oh, I, used yeah, to,
1: yeah. I used to make films with Ben Wilson. So um, we used to travel to um, like Indonesia and New Caledonia, Solomon Islands, Micronesia, just looking for cool waves and and, yeah, f- nice. and filming. Um, and you know, he was really big on on surf so it was great kiting in the waves was what it was all about for us so um, got to do some great trips with Ben learnt a lot um, really cool person to work with Slingshot used to look after us in that respect with our films so we yeah. had like a really good run of a few years of travelling and having fun yeah. and um, I guess learning a lot of that I got to put a lot of that into practice now with what I'm doing with foiling you know um, like the marketing and side of things, like cider things Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah it's all sort of led to where, yeah. wherever
3: I am now Whatever that is. Do you have a favorite place or like break surfing yeah. or foiling break?
1: <laughs> oh man, it's funny, isn't it? Like, there's so many, and it. I think our um, it, it all changes what we're after now. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, traveled some cool places and saw some pretty cool waves. But as you get older, you kind of don't you don't want to go and put yourself in some of those situations anymore, and you're happy yeah. just to have take the mellow option. So. You know, especially living down down south, Margaret River, we've got these A-grade surf breaks everywhere, but it's it's kind of busy. But all those B, C, D-grade surf breaks are now like A-grade fo- foil waves. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, there's just so many spots. Like you can just foil in the most like places you wouldn't even have dreamt of being able to ride any sort of board. <laughs> yeah. And especially yeah. this trip traveling traveling Australia. Like some of the the breaks in like northern Queensland or you know rem- rem- more remote places where even up north of wa where you think oh, i don't think anyone's ever even surfed here before <laughs> and, you, and you're now foiling yeah um so for me it yeah that that's that's it for
2: me just being able to foil in weird places yeah um
1: <laughs> it's been the best part
2: it is pretty ridiculous like you can do it anywhere hey you can do it anywhere now um as, yeah especially with the wing foiling as well i know that yep. did you pick that up like quite a bit after you started doing sort of the prone stuff yeah
1: yeah it took me a while um i i started kiteboarding back in um Year two, in 2000 yeah okay um, so yep. that was a long time ago like 23 years ago yeah um, I started kiting and I did that for about 10 years and then that's that's that period that I was making the films and doing all of that and then when that all sort of stopped I was like cool yeah. I had a little family happening and I was oh, I'm not doing wind sports anymore like I don't yeah. want to be at the beach when it's windy and then when uh, winging started to come along, people were like, oh, are you going to do that winging thing? Like, and I was like, nah, I, I did kiting and I, I'm over it. I don't like being at the beach when it's windy, so no, don't, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was on one of those X mouth trips um, that, that we do every year and I saw um, Jason Lewis again would, would foil in the morning with me when the waves were clean and then on the windy days or as soon as the wind came in, he'd go out winging. And I was yeah. watching him and I was like, Man, that looks kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next year that we went up there, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a, a wing up. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll grab a wing and the, the shop helped me get my hands on a wing. And I was like, oh, so just, I'll just take it up just in case it's windy. Yeah. And uh, I went up and I remember um, learning it. I went to Turquoise Bay or Sandy Bay or somewhere like that and, mm-hmm. and learned to wing one day. And I was like, oh, it's actually pretty sick. Yeah. And,
2: uh, yeah. yeah, there I'm back in wind sports again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's good. Do you do that often at the moment? Or um, yeah,
1: this summer. So we, we travelled. I, I didn't wing much on my trip. We didn't mm. over east. The wind is isn't as good as what we have here. Mm. Um, so I didn't get many opportunities to wing over east, which was okay. But I I made a real big point this season of like I really want to learn downwinding. Yeah, um, mm. like a lot of people did. And when we when we travelled, we we got home um, back to WA in December. So halfway through our windy season, and I I, I had it all lined up. Uh, Marcus, I spoke to Marcus. I'm like, mate, I want to get into downwinding. He's like, cool, I've got a board for you right here. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'm home in December. He's like, when you get home, come grab it. So yeah. I, I got home from my trip, like really excited. Oh, Marcus has got a downwind board ready for me. I'm gonna be a downwind dude. Yeah. So I got back from my trip in December, drove to Perth, saw my mate Marcus grab one of his old prototype sunovers. Yeah. Super skinny. I'm looking at it like, man, I've never supped before. Um, it's gonna be impossible. And he's like, oh yeah, guys, it will be hard, but you know, you, you'll get it. Yeah. Eventually. So yeah, I, I um. Jumped on the downwind board um, in December, put in the hard yards, and, and once you get hooked on the downwind thing, you kind of I've put the wing away for a bit, mm. um, so no winging at the moment. It's all been like the the back end of summer was just trying to get the downwind thing dialed, and then mm. the wind the wind stopped at the end of the season, and then um, mm. I've probably forgotten everything I've learned, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, I'll, I'll get back into winging, but right now the downwind thing's pretty heavily on my mind.
2: Yeah, I know <laughs> it's pretty addicting. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's totally, like
1: totally.
3: Well, we've we been out a couple of times trying it and, geez, it's so frustrating not <laughs> getting it.
1: It is the worst. Marcus yeah. has, has described it really well. He says it's like the Everest of foiling. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and it's weird because you go through a period, you see people do it and you're like, that's really cool and I appreciate it. That's really skillful and it's hard work. But, yeah, kind of not for me. That was sort of me for, for a bit there. I was like, I'm just happy, you know, riding the waves and wing and yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, I, I think I started to just like, I, I do all the other disciplines of foiling. I, that's the one thing I didn't do. So I'm like... I just want to learn that because I do like a challenge. I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm going to learn it. And then, yeah, once you started, it, it's like the, the most frustrating thing ever. Like you <laughs> swear so much and <laughs> you just get so <laughs> sore and over it. And, and it's so easy to throw the towel in, but then yeah. you, you sort of get a bit addicted to the challenge and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to master this if it kills me. And then it's funny how like once it all starts to click, it, um, mm. it comes together pretty quick. So I think I, i probably did it almost the same time as you. Peter. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember seeing some of your videos and I'm like, man, these kids these days. are just getting up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's
2: actually funny? I think, uh, Marcus lent me that board as well. So we learned on the same board. I reckon it was that yeah. six, six. Yeah. I still got that. Yeah.
1: No. And that, that's <laughs> such a good board. And it's a that, board. I love that thing. And that's a funny thing with Marcus. Um, me and him weigh exactly the same yeah so when i'm like oh what do you reckon on it he goes yeah you're just gonna have what i have i'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah but you're like pro and, you doing this November, and you're like one of the best in the world at it and he's like yeah but he goes you'll get it he goes yeah. it'll suck at first but you'll get it i'm like oh great so all of my downwind boards like i know nothing about the technical aspects of them mm. so yeah. i'm luckily i weigh the same as mark because it's time to get that thing And i was like what do i get next and he's like i oh, so, yeah he goes, yeah. You just pick the colors. I was like, no. all right. So um, <laughs> yeah, look at the color we got. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, Sunover awesome. didn't let me make a blackboard. I wanted black. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I've been asking them for black for a long time. Oh and, right. Um, they've got their reasons for it, which are obviously heat and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, you know, if, if, you make, if we make you a really sick blackboard, and everyone else wants a blackboard, like then that could be an issue. I was like, yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah. So oh. I had this thing where I couldn't like. They're like, Larry, you're coming over here in like, like real soon. You need to like nail your colors so yeah. the board's ready in time. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, fuck, let's go green. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got, I'm pretty happy. I think I chose gray for my prone and um that olive green for mm. my downwind board. And um, we're over in the Sunover factory. It was only a few weeks ago, yeah. p- picking those up. And um, I think the guys from Sunover brought my prone board down to the beach where we were hanging out um, doing the Sunover dealer meeting. And, and they delivered this beautiful prone board to me. And I was just like, holy crap I love it and um, yeah. he's like your downwind board should be ready tomorrow and it was nice because it was the day that we had the big factory tour where everyone goes to the over factory and they take you around and show you and then like there she was like the downwind <laughs> <Yeah>. board <laughs> just sitting there and everyone uh. that was there for the dealer meeting were looking at it going man this is this look at this and they're like flipping it over <laughs> looking at it I'm like yeah it's mine <laughs> <How> <laughs> it's I got that? to take it home yeah. it was like yeah so good. it was Sweet. the best ever so I yeah took that back to the hotel in Thailand and um straight out the front you know we had um it was pretty flat not really anyways but it was hot beautiful weather like paddling and then we did like another trip to um this total exotic like it was like a massive dam with these floating raft houses yeah that Sunover took us out to for the night and um you're literally staying in like a house with like a little jetty on it and I took my downwind board and I took my um I've got one of the over um dock start boards yeah, as yeah. well yeah. and it was just like flat water foil Paradise, so you dock starting out of your bedroom um, <laughs> and then just <you're laughs> wicked, suck paddling out the front. So it was like there's nothing else to do there apart from flat water paddle. So I've just got yeah. this beautiful brand new board. And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go for a paddle. So yeah, it's like oh, got it's to use true. it
2: straight away. But
1: awesome, I haven't had a proper downwind on it yet though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, when you're when you doing those flat water paddle ups, what foil were you using with that board? Um, just
1: when I this? learnt um, mm. on the one that you borrowed, um, mm. I had. Um, the png axis png 1310 which is like i just said let's just go on the the biggest wing they do and that thing just has the easiest lift like really early lift tons of glide um it's quite funny um my mate drew and i were practicing the flat water paddle ups um when we first decided to downwind back in december and drew's got some pretty good sup experience he's a really good like wave rider on a normal stand-up paddleboard but not really sup foil so when when drew and i went out Um, the first time I remember at Greystown, it was like a glassy day. Like the water wasn't even moving. There was a tiny little wave and I put my board in on the, in the flat wall. I couldn't even stand on it. Yeah. (laughs) like I could not stand on it. Right. And Drew goes out to the waves straight away on his downwind board and just started like foiling, like paddling in and riding. And I'm like, I was so off it. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) what? I'm like. F this I'm like on oh my guts Just paddling around Like because I couldn't stand up I was yeah. so over it yeah. So for the next like Sort of two weeks We started hitting um Margaret River Like the actual river Like going yeah, into okay. Into the flat, <laughs> flat water And um, yeah So we're like It was like two weeks straight Of just flat water paddling mm. And probably on like The eighth day I Finally got the the paddle up And that was on the Big axis wing Yeah mm. And then from there We started like Sizing down to like The Art 1099 um, Yeah Um and then the PNG 1150 is a good one as well. Um, we started experimenting with all the smaller wings and finally got to the point where we were ready to go out in the ocean. But um, fun, fun journey. Isn't
2: so it an epic journey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Um Leading on to sort of the axis side of
0: things, I've heard they've um had a potential new release of gear yeah. in the coming days.
1: I don't know if that's been released yet. Hasn't, Hopefully, not allowed to talk about it. Not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I think it gets released in like three days, but maybe we can talk about it and you can like
0: yeah, we can release it
1: past <laughs> yeah. the day. Yeah. I think work, that's or... I think
2: that's the aim with we'll yeah,
1: like. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that's cool. Yeah. So they they do have a um. A really cool like surf series wings. I'm yeah. um, just released the Art Pro 1201, which is which has been a pretty a pretty big thing. Um, have you tried yeah. that at yeah, all? yet? I have. It's pretty big for me. Like, yeah, um, it's it's funny. Some of the I, I get sent the small wings a lot, and then when they send me the big wings, I like sometimes I just what do you want me to do with
3: it? <laughs> like, and I'll ride it and get yeah,
1: pump and glide forever. And it's actually going to be like my my new light wind um, downwind wing for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, it's got tons of glide. But then you see people like that do ride it like prone pumping and cruising around it's a sick cruiser and i think that'll probably come out in some more sizes soon as well um and then um i think a lot of people were kind of waiting for like a really surf specific wing Mm -hmm. from axis um you know the art range was amazing um, with all the speed glide pump great for winging downwinding um at the top level and then Mm -hmm. there was the sort of the next step down was like the hps range which which was really good um really good all-rounder range really yeah. like um, mm-hmm. great for proning um, great for winging great for learning on um, mm-hmm. kind of did everything I used to love proning on the HPS range as well but once you ride the arts and you feel that speed you kind of get addicted to it so I'm like yeah. oh, I'm going to make the art my prone wing so we started all proning on the arts like the 799 and 899 and things like that and we would always just say like, how good would it be if there was a wing that was right in between the two, like between the art and the HPS, you know, it had the, the speed yeah. of the arts, but it had like the turning and maneuverability of the HPS. Like yeah. everyone kind of wanted that at yeah. that point And, um, they made it. Yeah. They're calling, okay. it, they're calling oh, yeah. it Spitfire. So awesome. um, <laughs> Spitfire range dropping, um, right about the time this podcast will go. Tomorrow, yep. I'd say. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So really well received so far. Um, been riding them for a, a month or so. Mm-hmm. um, it's looking like there's gonna be at least six sizes, ranging from a, a seven eighty up to a eleven hundred. Yeah. With the possibility of maybe adding a size below and a size above. So there's there's this huge range. Awesome. Yeah. Um fortunate enough to have Adrian from Axis come and visit and stay with me for a, you know, almost a week recently mm-hmm. and he brought the Spitfires over. Um, put me on the nine hundred to start with, which is uh it's around about a thousand square centimeters so it's just a oh, yeah. normal size wing yeah. yeah and that um first go on it i was like well here we go like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what sick. we wanted like it just rolls like left to right beautifully yeah. um so really happy with that and then knowing that there was going to be sizes below and above i was like oh i think we are on the right track here yeah so since then i've been um i've gone a size down on the 840 enjoyed that and now i'm one size down again on one called the 780 spitfire and that's just i've been riding it all this week and i'm just literally fell in love with this thing. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that's my, yeah. that's gonna be my go-to. Would
0: yeah. you say the skill levels sort of between the HPS range and the art, like um, for riders specifically, um, or is I, it a bit more yeah, suited?
1: I reckon it's like oh, there's so much overlap on the Spitfires and so much range that yeah. people are going to use it to learn on. Mm-hmm. People are going to be using the bigger ones to downwind on. People are going to be using the smaller ones to tow on, um, yeah. wing foil, prone. Um, I can't really see a. Anything that they don't do at this point, yeah. Okay. So you know, the 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 thing about them, they've got a little bit more bottom end. So they'll, you'll pump yourself out of a slow situation a bit, e- a lot easier than you will on an art. Mm-hmm. Um, you you won't quite have the top end of an art, but they're still way faster than like the HPS. They're almost as fast as an art wing. So it's yeah. got like the top end and the bottom. It's the the one thing everyone is saying is the range. Yeah, yeah. like the range on them is ridiculous. So um, yeah, I I can't wait. Like for other people to ride them now like we've we've mm. been having a go and talking mm. about all these benefits um, and I've actually had a few friends down south riding them as well mm. um, in different disciplines of foiling and I haven't really seen anyone say anything bad about them yet um, yeah. I reckon they're gonna be pretty popular yeah here. awesome I've cool. got some here we can show you guys if you want to yeah can we have a break, yeah, we look at one have. now yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> mine are um, mine are special yeah I don't get graphics because they're the pre-production uh, okay, so cool. actually this is the 840 that I um I rode I rode this thing pretty full on for a while. Um, I thought this was going to be my size, mm. and then you know how like you ride something, and then you um, you just you get used to it, and then you're like, I want the slightly smaller one. So yeah, this yeah. is the yeah. 840, which I love. So you see, it's got the traditional Axis graphics on it, but it mm. also says it's concept on the back. So this is a prototype. Um, oh, yeah. The production versions will not have these graphics. Yeah, um, they've got a nice beautiful new red axis logo and a bit of information like a total new um graphic design on these wings yeah right the series yeah, okay. looks like incredibly nice but i guess I, so I get these ones which oh, this one's got sort of the dodgy graphics but i've got an even dodgier one that i'll show you in a moment yeah <laughs> so, so this is the um so you can see it's kind of like you can see why it's called the spitfire because of the shape of that wing it's like a an elliptical design yeah mm. um very simple in design um yeah it seems to work good does anyone yeah, yeah, look. That looks yeah. awesome. have a play
0: yeah don't I don't think I've really seen any four brands go for the elliptical sort of shape. They've yep. all been that traditional leading edge and then trailing into the.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a funny, it's a funny shape. Um, it's really cool to talk to Adrian about the technicalities of these wings. Yeah. Like He's yeah. got so much information on why they work. Mm. Um, and he oh, loves yeah. to tell you about it. I love love listening to him and talking about it all, but it, you forget it really quick. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Because so like, it's just so much to absorb. Yeah, but everything everything makes sense so in terms of that wing you know when you compare it to an art it's got a bit more cord so it's a bit more you know mm-hmm. thicker through this or mm. wider through the section so that that cord gives you that extra bottom end in your yeah. range and, the, and a really good pump early lift um, and but it's a thinner foil section as well so that thinner foil section helps it achieve like a top speed so it's it's fast yeah and then another thing that adrian's been massive on in this thing is like it's straight median line so if you look at like if you took the the thickest point of this wing in the mm. middle here it's actually a, a dead straight line oh, and yeah. end to end so that's called the straight median line and okay and we think that that's what's responsible for this um like being so like it's really predictable especially going rail to rail yeah um mm-hmm. so that straight median line i think they developed that with the art pro um sort of just come to the conclusion that 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 makes sense and it mm. makes wings behave well mm. um and then also that it's not, it doesn't really have any aggressive turned down wing tips or anything like that. So yeah. if your tips come out, it's sort of, it's it stays predictable. It doesn't do weird stuff. Yeah. It um, so it's kind of like a few really simple things. Like it's there's about three or four features in that just to keep it simple that um, just make it work. It just like it just works.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, really right. weird. Like it doesn't look like this crazy rocket ship thing. Yeah. But it's just yeah, and that elliptical shape. I mean one thing I also noticed straight away is it's a very thin wing as well yes. like it's nice and thin like the the ARTs are as well Right. Which are, yeah mm-hmm. so that thinness does help with the top speed
1: but then it's also the foil section yeah mm-hmm. so the shape of the foil is is a new one so mm-hmm. it's a new foil section um and I think that's one thing I really love about Axis and why I've always enjoyed working with them is that they're always looking to um improve mm-hmm. um looking for you know performance and just just making things at work and, and Adrian's like He's kind of obsessed with just cracking the code. And one thing you don't really realise, or the average person might not realise, is that these foil sections, there's literally thousands of them. So if you were to cut a hydrofoil wing down the middle and then look into the shape, like there are Mm -hmm. thousands of foil sections. And he just loves working his way through them all to see what works and what doesn't. So some do some things really well and then some things do other things not so well and it's all about just finding the one that does most of the things that we want it to do.
3: Uh, I'm not too sure if you said this. Uh, what what tail wing do you run with with that? Um,
1: yep. Yeah. yep, so Axis have just um, released a bunch of new rear wings called the Skinny Rears. Um, got a couple of those here today as well. Um, they're a high aspect, really thin rear wing um, and it was funny, I've, I've always had a golden rule of... Um, don't change more than one thing at a time when you mm-hmm. set up. Like, if yeah. you get new wings, just change the front, <laughs> feel it out, then change the back or then change your fuse. But when Adrian rocked up to Perth, he was like, all oh, right, I've got these new Spitfires for you to try. I'm like, cool. He goes, all right, also chuck on this new rear and also I've got a new fuse the allows for you to try. I'm like, man, that's like three things. This is, <laughs> really, <this> is going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> and um, so I, it was straight onto the Spitfire front wing with the new skinny rear wing. Yeah. Um, and you look at how small they are. They're like little daggers. Um, again, these are... These are prototype ones, so they're naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll get an idea of the shape <laughs> of the new skinny rear wings. <laughs> yeah. um, is, wow. I think that one has a cord of um, 42.5 millimetres. Yeah. So with these, the span is generally the same between about 355 and 362, kind of, mm-hmm. on the span. And the cord's changing from all the way down 35 mil now. So they go way smaller than this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Up to about a 55 mil cord. So that's the... Um, skinny rear yeah and And what was your
2: first impression of these guys well
1: it was kind of hard to tell because i was changing front wing fuse Mm. and rear all at once this is my smaller one which has been my go-to so this has got a 40 40 mil cord okay one thing for sure so what what i did i i had to go back to the progressive rears which were my previous favorite and go back to back on these um the progressive rears are amazing but these are just way quicker yeah Mm. they're just so fast so any of the older wings that perhaps if you wanted to like un- unlock the true potential out of some of the older ones, like I reckon like even the HPS would benefit from the skinny mm-hmm. rears because it's just, they're going to, it makes them just go so much faster. So you get all this extra uh, speed glide and you don't actually lose much pump at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so which, does this,
3: does um, it affect stall speed and stuff
1: and it stuff? It like does that? a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, they love to be pumped fast. Yeah. Um, but in terms of maneuverability, like for me, prone riding and wave riding like they do everything on the wave you want it to do yeah um you've just got to keep the pump rate up on the yeah. way back out um which i love pumping fast anyway yeah so when i went back I've, I've this week i've just had like this crazy week of going out for like five waves coming in changing something going again i've really been trying to like figure it all out yeah mm-hmm. um and i've been going from like the progressive rear wings back to these they, these have these are a lot smaller than the progressives yeah. even yeah. the small p- progressives are bigger than all of these so you do you know you, you'll stall earlier Yeah. but once you get your head around it you you can pump so fast on these that you won't stall anyway like, yes. so Yeah. And, and you know going fast is what it's all about so pumping back out really fast is way more fun than pumping back out really really slow yeah exactly yeah. So there's that guy Yeah. and I'll okay. um, I'll have to reach over here real quick no worries
2: if I can reach.
1: <clears throat> here and no, I'll hand that one to you is that
2: what's this one that's the even skinnier cord.
1: The, the three what was that? Yeah, so that that the one there would be um thirty
3: five mil. It's around
1: about right? no, that one's about a forty mil cord. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Um and they're gonna go all the way down to a thirty five, but obviously um <laughs> I nah. get the special <laughs> I get the special ones with no info on them. So <laughs> yeah. it's um, really hard for me to know because Adrian yeah. comes over and he tells me what they all are and then I I have them all in my hand and he leaves and then I'm like, Oh what he say that was again <laughs> so, But um and I'll That's show you this crazy. guy because this right here is my actual yeah, okay. favorite setup right now. So it's got the Spitfire 780 on the front. Mm-hmm. Again, I get to show you the nice graphics that I get. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, beautiful, perfect. Yeah. So this is, um, marker.
1: and I actually was I was lucky enough to get a production skinny rear. So this is the 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 one of the bigger ones. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a cord of uh, fifty. So this is a three sixty two by fifty. And right now this is my favorite surf setup. Yeah, like awesome. I've been riding this one all week. Um, mm-hmm. This front wing's only about a nine hundred square centimeter wing, so it's not big. Mm, uh, yeah, but yeah. you can link up doubles and triples on it, and it's the most surface thing I've ever felt. Yeah. So awesome. right now I'm in my happy place. But yeah. um, I'll pass this over to Hugh. You can have Yeah, a, yeah. It's got a bit of a secret fuse on it as well, that one. But um. Yeah. Awesome. We, awesome. Wings Super. are getting smaller. Who would have ever thought? Like on a nine hundred square centimeter wing, you'd be pumping and linking. No worries. And yeah, phew, it's know. crazy how the sport's progressing. The rear wings are almost like the fronts and rears are almost the same size.
2: The other thing I also <laughs> noticed you talk about when you're talking about the foil sections. Yep. Like I feel like we've also talked to Army Armstrong before, and yep. it, it sounds like they'll these good designers are kind of all talking about the same stuff because, right. I feel like for a normal like we don't think about the foil section yeah, really at all. Totally. Like I kind of just look at the wing and go,
1: yeah, that's it. I'm the same.
2: Uh, do you know I get in trouble from Adrian all the time about this stuff as well?
1: Yeah. Because I would always ask him, "Oh, how big is it? Like, or what is?" Or or people would always want faster, so they would just assume that thinner is faster. Yeah. But even talking to Adrian about some of the masts as well, because the masts also have a foil section. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's actually found a new foil section in the masts where it's enabled it to be thicker, yet faster. Yeah. So he's got like a (laughs) mast that that can be thicker and faster than the previous masts, just because the foil section is better. Right. right. Yeah. So, so that's so something that you wouldn't even think, you wouldn't even it? think about. So I'm like, hey man, you need like a thinner wing so it goes faster, and you will be like, it's not really the thickness; it's the foil section. Yeah, the foil okay. section is so critical. Um, so that's something I'm learning as well. I'm actually employed by Axis now, so okay. I'm, I'm helping them out on a on a more formal level. So I'm sort of I'm having to understand this a bit better, and I'm, I've been able to go a bit deeper into mm-hmm. um, what's involved in the whole design process and and you know the products and and. In terms of like marketing and social media and everything, now I'm a little bit more um, on the inside, so yeah. it's, it's really cool to um, have those one-on-ones with the people that actually design these products and 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 get a full understanding of what's involved in mm. making a wing from start to finish. Yeah, so it's, um it's been really cool for me.
0: Yeah, I guess that's really awesome. Not something we really get to see is just like local foilers. Like we don't get to see an insight into sort of the manufacturing, yeah, yep. the design process, what goes behind all these wings. I mean, you can ask, but you get limited information. You do. Yeah. And
1: even like I've been with Axis for about four and a half years now. Um, yeah. And even it, for the first few years, it was just like, I trust you. I'm happy to ride it. Thanks. Like, you know, Adrian will always tell me all the, the technical stuff, but it's it's quite easy to forget. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm on board more officially, it's um it's been really cool to be led on the inside a little bit more and have a, a good understanding of... What he goes through in terms of just having an idea and mm. into getting that idea in the hands of someone that can test it and then give feedback and there 's so much to and fro just to get a wing out it's, yeah um, it's quite quite incredible yeah you know, it 's really amazing. really really involved um, so yeah feel pretty infor- pretty fortunate to be able to be part of that process
3: well, I know we 're talking a lot about access yep. and this is almost probably not the right time to ask this, <laughs> but one of our good friends marcus and uh, and a couple other lads have um, brought code foils yep have you had a try on those
1: i haven't um i really want to um i almost had a chance in thailand but the waves kind of let us down um only heard good things yeah and i'm super stoked because you know we all know marcus is a really good dude yeah yeah and yeah yeah i I think they're going to do great um and speaking to people that have used them yeah it's it's good it's just been all, all really good feedback and and then even like you know seeing the conversations between marcus and then the guys from axis you know like they're happy for him too and yeah they also have an understanding of what it's taken for for them to get to the point that they're at but also the road ahead of them yeah so how hard it is nowadays to make a really incredible product Mm. um, especially starting from scratch so i'm stoked for them that it looks like their first range of wings have been like on the money yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah i definitely want to have a go um like it, it all looks good and I, I love trying things from other brands whenever i get the chance yeah um I, i've got no doubt i'll, I'll like it because i've seen people ride ride it and it, it yeah it yeah.
2: looks like it works so um yeah yeah i'm super stoked for him another thing i've got a bit of a random question again is um i know your girls have been riding every now and then yep. so were you pretty surprised with how quickly they picked it up yeah yeah
1: yep. so my my youngest roxy Picked it up really quick. Um, again, that was up at Exmouth one year. I'd been out foiling. I think she was out in her longboard, just fun little waves. And she's like, Dad, can I go with your foil board? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like looking at it and it's there with like a, a tiny surf wing on and a super pointy rear wing and long mast and, you know, 26-litre prone board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking all intimidating on the beach. And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe tomorrow I'll set you up with something a bit safer. And she's yeah. like, no, nah, I just want to have a go. Like, just let me have a go. And like she was just nagging and like, when your kids <laughs> nag, sometimes you're like, Go on then. Just, yeah. Go learn the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> go hurt yourself. So she's paddled out at Xmouth and we're just sitting on the beach. I don't really think she'll get any waves. Like someone's like, So your kid? And I was look up. She's like cruising along the face of a wave. <laughs> yeah. She was eight years old. <laughs> and I was just like Holy crap. Like and she she was literally on my setup. And yeah. back then gee, what was that? It was probably like the Axis, like B S C eight ten or something. Pretty lifty little wing, mm. Um, mm. and she's on my twenty six liter prone board, and just cruising along a wave. And I was just like, "Wow!" She just went out and did it like day one. Yeah, like no, no, no training or anything. Like, I think before that she'd had one go dragging it around behind the boat. Yeah, where, okay. where they you know scramble up to their knees and get a little bit of a ride. She just went out and, and did it in the surf, and um, yeah. So she she's not a full time foiler, but she loves yeah. she loves surfing. And when the waves are right for it, especially on our trip, um, I've. I'm lucky to have more than one setup so I can, yeah awesome. i can just set her up aboard and she just she'll just happily ride what i ride she was in thailand foiling she was riding this 900 i was on the 840 and she my 12 year old girl was on the 900 she's on a bigger wing than me yeah <laughs> you know and she just, she's like i'll just ride that like don't worry about putting anything else and she took the 900 out skinny rear um short mast and just went out in waves. so she she had a sick time over there too awesome yeah so yeah. it's really good and um yeah, it's cool. I've like, got a funny thing going now. When Whenever um, Adrian comes over with new wings for me, he'll always like, here, Roxy, here, this one's yours. And he'll give her the small one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this one away from Dad. And I'm like, I want that one. <laughs> so now, yeah, she's got her own setup and everything now. Oh, and, um, awesome. Yeah, she's just... When the, when the waves are right for it, she can just grab a foil board and go. Sweet. Super cool to see. And my, my oldest daughter, Coco, she's 14 now. She loves her longboarding. She's a full-blown longboard chick, but um,
2: she can foil too. Yeah, awesome.
1: Yep. X-Mouth a few years ago, took Took the whole family out and and everybody foiled. Like I had three so, setups going and, and even Coco, she you know she likes to just cruise on a longboard, but she's like, yeah, I'll come foiling. She just did it. So like, yeah, that was cool. I'll go back on my longboard tomorrow. I'm like, what? You just foiled like prone foiled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, when you've so, worked like years to get to that yeah, stage, worked, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the most frustrating thing. Like you're super proud of them, but you're like, man, how would you do that? Like like it's crazy. Like back in my day, I was getting the wife to drive me around in the boat, and I'm like trying to be all careful, like you know, yeah. like, foiling behind the boat for a bit, and then catching little waves and like yeah the kids just grab up and like prone surf yeah. <laughs> unbroken so, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild yeah. yeah really cool but probably a testament to the gear as well you know yeah how yeah, user-friendly sure. the gear is getting definitely awesome.
3: yeah, well they're jumping cool. on yeah the new gear that's like spitfire gear especially yeah you can see that's like you know or oh, oh, i don't know too sure how good they are but um yeah you can range with like um skill levels
1: 100 percent. you could use it for pretty much every discipline of foiling and the size going up to like a quite a big 1100 I could see that being really good as a light wind winging um, wing or, or subfoil foil mm. um, and even even downwind like I've um, been wing dinging on this 900 uh, it was really fun and just flagging out doing like a downwind with the wing in your hand um, There's no worries like that thing cruised down the wing. someone with my ability I'm not elite downwind yeah. like I don't need to go for speed records but in terms of an all rounder pretty cool to you can have a set of these and, and keep all bases covered which is pretty sick yeah mm. amazing yeah. yeah it's really cool
2: Right, right i've got one maybe final question i feel like we've covered a lot already yeah <laughs> um what do you see yourself doing with foiling in the future like do you have any plans or any ambitions um to happen oh to not it? not really like i'm yeah. just enjoying it like for me um
1: living down south trying to surf every week um, yeah started to become frustrating for me because i think everyone's also now living down south trying to surf all week but like, yeah you, <laughs> you know everyone's taking days off during the week to go surf so the the waves are crowded on weekdays the waves are crowded on weekends and for me foiling was like that outlet to be able to go and find somewhere quiet where there's no one out uncrowded yeah a mate or two and just it's like being a grommet again
2: yeah um
1: so that that's all i like i just love um i just love riding it gets me in the ocean every day i love seeing new people um pick it up and, and enjoy it as well like some some of the older frustrated surfers back down down where I live, you know, get them on a foil and they're just happy again, like yeah. stoked like yeah. little kids, you know, and it's just cool to see the enjoyment that that brings. Um so yeah, I'm happy just to keep rolling with that. Awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously enjoying the work that I'm doing with Axis and Sunover too. Mm. Um to have those brands, you know, on board. It's been been really cool. They just literally support any ideas I have or anything I want to do. They're they're fully on on with it, which is great. Um yeah, it's just it's been a cool thing. I'm yeah, sure you guys
0: agree? Sick. Like Yeah, for, the for sure.
3: Rides. Well, it must have um, must have sort of followed the coast because up in Perth, I think COVID just affected us heaps. Yeah, because no one was traveling. Everyone was like, "Oh, I want to get something new." That's it. So everyone yeah. started surfing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't, so I haven't surfed in Perth in <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's just too many people. Yeah, it's just not even possible. Yeah, there's only, only a limited number of
0: waves along this coast as well. Yeah. Especially up in Perth, like you oh, go yeah. to trig Trigg, Scarborough
1: yeah i think it's about I it i right? think if i was living back I, I used to live up here and kite surf and everything like yeah. that And if i was living here it'd, it'd just be the downwinder thing every day <laughs> yeah um, in summer and i can see why everyone does that up here and it's so good because you're just getting out you're getting your own piece of ocean mm, you know yeah. It's, um but, yeah, yeah you just get away from it all and uh, you know we, we get a bit of that down south we, well, we're spoiled down there we've got waves every day yeah. So, yeah you know pulling out the downwind board isn't always the best decision down there because you've the wind isn't as good um the coastline's not probably as forgiving for downwinding, mm. but um and we've always got waves so oh, there's almost not a single day i can't ride one of my foil boards down there yeah yeah you know like really yeah I, I i can't even remember that, like today or yesterday my kids had sports all day so i didn't foil but i like i fall every day yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, literally yeah. there's always like generally it's a way like good waves and if it's not we'll, we'll take the paddleboard the downwind boards out or we'll go do some beach darts or dock starts somewhere but there's literally always somewhere
3: yeah. Yeah, so yeah
1: super cool
0: that's
3: great keeps you fit yeah it yeah. does it's really healthy. good hey yeah. yeah so yeah i love that
0: awesome well um did you have anything else you wanted to say or um, any questions for us
1: no i've got gifts So ask? do you guys want gifts <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure. i would love gifts, <laughs> <you> love gifts. <laughs> i've just got a few yeah. things because um, okay so i've got some caps for you boys all right because um, oh, gotcha so this is our hemp cap um don't smoke it but (laughs) I thought we would go with a cool um, yeah material to make these out of these are really comfy the hemp caps float so you probably know these because everyone's seen these caps but these are cool Um, they you surf I surf in a cap every these ones float they're super sick so you guys can fight over that one (laughs) we've got the comfy corduroy cap you guys can also have that yeah yeah and um, I've got some coffee mugs (laughs) awesome (laughs) there you go
2: Crack oh, them sweet. open and Thank just you. keep Let's them on
1: the look. desk for the next potty. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll sure. keep them here yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'd sick. love to leave you some wings, but I'm taking those home for me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. I love the old, like, camping
2: very generous, too. anyway. Yeah, that's it's
1: it. Sick. I love the yeah. authentic stuff. Like, um, super cool. <laughs> Yeah, so they're the coolest. Um, they, they get hot, though. Like, you put a hot coffee in, you'll burn your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're kind of cool. Um, so the old camp-style coffee mug. But then, um, and then this is the surf jersey that... Everyone's been frothing on for the downwinding. Yeah, um, this is a limited edition. Normally we do like the full bright orange, but this one I really like the colorway of this. Yeah, um, and I had this one just sitting there. I thought you guys could make use of this. You could um keep it. You could I don't know if you could do a giveaway or you can just yeah. claim it for yourselves. You could do whatever you want with all this stuff, and um yeah, it's all good.
2: I reckon a giveaway sure. might be a good idea. We can yeah, it could be get some cool. of this stuff, and yeah get out to the viewers well why don't we leave you guys
1: (laughs) these caps and then um, we can arrange a merch giveaway Okay, maybe maybe we give away another surf jersey and a cap Yeah, and you guys can work out a cool way and a mug you can work out a way of doing that and we can find out maybe one of your viewers can take home a cool little prize pack and we'll send it out yeah perfect sounds good it would be
3: even better if you could sign it I reckon (laughs)
1: yeah Mm. I could um Which name would I sign it with? Ah. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> one
2: you want. Maybe both. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll,
1: we'll do something. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll sort it out. I'll sign it like on the inside so it doesn't actually ruin it. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool.
2: yeah. No, that will be cool. All right. Yeah, well, thanks you so much for coming out. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure.
1: Awesome. It was awesome. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks heaps yeah. for Cheers. having me and um, good luck with the podcast. Sorry. It's unreal what you guys are doing. Okay. Thanks nice. heaps. Cheers see later. everyone on the water. Yeah,
3: see yeah. you on the water. Thanks guys for watching. See you later. See ya.
2: <laughs> I never know how to end this. Did we go good? Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. Was that recording?
1: or did we know to go